0: Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Nick Frazier podcast. I have on today with me a good friend of mine, Lucy.
1: Hey everyone.
0: She is an artist, musician, backpacker.
1: <laughs> um, I dabble.
0: Yeah, she dabbles. <laughs> but yeah, I have her on today because one, very genuine person and two, she's got a lot of cool things to talk about and Thank we're going to talk about them today. Yeah, so, let's do it. Well, obviously uh, music has been a focal point in your life yeah. um what kind of got you there
1: well um i would definitely have to say a big influence of mine was um growing up playing guitar with my dad um it was always just me and him learning like old cheat trick like rock songs <laughs> that um yeah that kind of just inspired me and um and i i want to say like around age 10 was when I really was like, okay, this is the shit. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: So like, I guess growing up in a musician influence household, mm-hmm. did, did you have any pressure? Like, did you feel pressured to like go into music at all? Or no?
1: Um, not really just because like it was always just pretty carefree and fun. There's definitely pressure when you're trying to like be an artist and stuff. And I felt my, fair share of that for sure but um i don't know i think like nowadays i've just been focusing on writing stuff for me um and that's really what i do like a lot about yeah. it and stuff
0: and i feel like a lot of people get a lot more out of their music when they focus more on their self yeah
1: hundred percent because
0: that's when everyone's at their best yeah you know? definitely so i've been
1: trying to write like like because i have a ton of voice memos that honestly sound like death sometimes like they sound so bad but um (laughs) a lot of the times i'll go through them and be like oh that was kind of a catchy riff or something and then try to like build from there um and write something that so
0: then like what what goes into the music aspect of it like when you talk about riffs and just you know whatever
1: well for me personally and this isn't for everyone but i'll usually like come up with a melody um and really be hooked on that and then just write like random lyrics that aren't even like actual complete English sentences really? <laughs> and then I'll go back listen to it in my headphones um and just write in my journal
0: And interesting. yeah you know I obviously this is a podcast, but also like I listen to other podcasts and one of them that kind of resonates with me right now is there was an episode on the Joe Rogan podcast with Matthew McConaughey. I love him. And doesn't everybody, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but he kept a journal. And it was real interesting when he talked about it. He goes, you know, I met my wife and I met all my great friends when I was in college or when he was doing, I think, acting school mm-hmm. or something. And uh, he goes, I stopped doing that journal after a couple of weeks and I started going into this spiral of negativity and, I guess, not being on a schedule kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And he then reflected on it, I believe, like, a couple weeks later, a couple months later, maybe a year or two. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember. But um, he ended up saying, like, once he got back on that journal, he found, like, not who he was. Like, it wasn't no divine intervention. Yeah. But he was able to, like, retrace his steps a little bit, get back on track. Yeah. And find what he needed to do. Yeah, you know? that's so
1: special. I definitely am a big journal lady like I have three and um keep them in my bag everywhere I go and like even the other day like I was driving and talking to my sister she's I don't know I always will bounce off like some my creative ideas with her um and she's really the only person that I genuinely like value her opinion and I was like hmm I want to jump in a song sometimes like I want to like be in a song and then she's like interesting Lucy like you should try to write a song about that and I was like you don't think that's too cheesy she's like just try it and it's like things like that where it's like oh if I didn't write that down in my journal or like even before you got here I was trying to finish this song and I posted like a little clip of it on my Instagram and I just came back to it and I wrote it in May so it's like it's cool to like like you said like trace your steps definitely and one thing I also do, like, in the morning before I get up, I'll usually um, try to just write down my thoughts and definitely will um, write about, like, what I'm grateful for. Because that kind of just starts my day off to be more introspective and, yeah. you know. It keeps you grounded. Yeah, you know? 100%. Because it's, it's fucking easy to get... Sorry for cussing. No, <laughs> go ahead, please. It's so easy it to in. get negative, And everyone can do it. And I'm sure everyone's guilty of it. But I find that... If I really take a step back and count all my blessings, like sheesh, you know,
0: there are a lot more to yeah. count than you yeah, would think. 100%, yeah, yeah,
1: hundred percent. So,
0: well, that's interesting because, like, you know, I, I'm not really open about that, but I do keep a journal. Yeah, it's it's interesting because that little small book we had when I met you over the other day, yeah. just to talk about this. That was my journal. Like I kind of oh, cool. keep things of keeping on track of yeah. work mm-hmm. and also just like self-care yeah definitely
1: like little little notes to get you through it for sure my mom um she journaled so much and I just got like all of her stuff she had like at least five journals and um whenever I would go in her house like she would take journaling to the next level to where she'd take a pencil and write like biblical verses write I don't even know like creative verses all all on her wall and like when she like would be done with looking at that little mantra, she would erase it on her wall. I'm like, Mom, you can't just like write on your wall. Like, that's so yeah. weird. And then now I'm just like, Damn, that's pretty cool. You know? Yeah, but <laughs> like, it's, it's the it little things me a little crazy. like bit that.
0: like the Harry Potter, you know, when they like write on the wall and it disappears. Yeah. You know
1: what I'm talking about? Yeah, 100%.
0: That shit's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's cool though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. It's definitely wow.
0: neat. Probably another level, honestly. Though. Yeah. Like, we don't even know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, like, Getting back to music a little bit. Yeah. Kind of sidetrack, which is great. I like little little mishap. All good. The computer (laughs) is dumb. I hate computers. But yeah, we were talking about music, talking about how you got there, all the above, and so like what influenced you to play guitar? Because I know you play guitar and it sounds phenomenal. So please.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Um what influenced me? So definitely I grew up on the Dixie Chicks and do you ever hear me? like play with just my guitar i feel like i really try to sound like them sometimes like the country (laughs) twang for sure but i just honestly their lyrics and storytelling is impeccable and they've always inspired me so growing up i had this babysitter named ashley hewitt and i was probably in third grade and i remember i idolized her she was freaking awesome and i she would She was my nanny while my dad was on the road and stuff. And I uh, would listen to her play guitar and sit by her door, which is kind of creepy, and would sit there for hours. I mean, hours on end, like, truly mesmerized. Like, nothing nothing mattered except for listening to her write, listen to her do covers, all this stuff. I was fully her biggest fan, Um, (laughs) and still am, honestly. But her and her sisters had a, like country thing going on, I think, um, a little trio, and they were phenomenal, and somehow her sister also nannied me as well, and one day I was like, yeah, like, I, I need to play guitar, I, like, craved it, and her sister went and took me to get, I got a pink, hot pink electric guitar, and I was like, all right, this is it, like, I'm, I'm doing it, and she taught me How to play and just, like, have a feel for it, for sure. Um, And, yeah, that was kind of just, like, my biggest influence as a kid. I definitely can't lie. I grew up on Taylor Swift. but
0: T-Swizzle. Yeah, I, like,
1: (laughs) fully was that girl. Not ashamed. But I'd say the Dixie Chicks, for sure, really was, like, the road that I wanted to kind of, like,
0: sound like and
1: stuff. And play, like, ideally, I wish I could play, like, that (laughs) folky, crazy riffs, but...
0: Yeah, we talked yeah. about that the other day when we were sitting down yeah. chatting. We are like, it's interesting how almost every female country music artist... You were talking about, I think, when you were downtown listening mm-hmm. to those two girls. Oh, yeah. Like, it's interesting how people, they, like, want... They want to sound like somebody mm-hmm. when, like, you could be yourself and sound right. like somebody even better. Yeah, or, 100%. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like it's kind of hard to blur genres in Nashville a little bit and, like, do your... Like, if you want to do pop, do pop. If you want to do country, but, like, God forbid, you can't do, like, one or the other, you know? Yeah. But I honestly feel like nowadays it's kind of been more, a little bit more fluid, but, yeah.
0: yeah. So do you think Honky Tonkin's overrated, like, for musicians?
1: Um, I greatly appreciate, like, that downtown area solely because, like, every old country docu- every old, like, country- music documentary that i've watched um dates back to those like old country bars where people make their breaks and right basically are scrapping for like a dime you know what i mean um i don't know if that really made sense but it did no you <laughs> but yeah no just like all the old legends like that's where they and all the recording studios were and stuff like that so that's where i really i don't know identify with that area now i feel like downtown's a little bit too commercial for me and stuff but I still think it's pretty neat how music is always happening there it's like a
0: traditional kind of Nashville thing yeah it's
1: such a Nashville thing for sure
0: especially at Tootsies and yeah all the iconic bars and all these new ones like I mean they're great Jason Aldean's is great I mean yeah I've had my fair share there (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know I mean Nashville's changing and so is the music business they have to adapt to it I guess right. not changing but adapting yeah you
1: know? so. yeah definitely
0: but you know transitioning from music I guess you know we mentioned in, in the intro that you backpack mm-hmm. and obviously you probably listen to a little bit of music while you backpack right oh so, yeah like tell us a little bit about the backpacking
1: yeah um well I've always a piece of my heart has kind of always been um in the mountains I grew up going to canada because i'm from there or was born there so i have a lot of family there and um grew up going to the mountains and to our cabin in british columbia and i just always loved 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 it and um i think that really stuck with me as i would grow up like my happy place was genuinely like the mountains and so i remember being like in quarantine i was so I don't know. I was just like, I'm ready to do something fun. And so, shit you not, literally, I go to one of my friends. I was like, do you want to go to Canada with me? (laughs) And he was like, "Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. And then I didn't think he realized how impulsive I was. (laughs) So I was like, no, I'm not kidding you. I'm literally going next week. And I hope that you can tag along because we'd have a lot of fun. And... So he was like, uh, Lucy, like you're leaving Tuesday. I don't think that I will be tagging along and I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, no worries. Like I will just ask my closest friend to come with me and I'm gonna peer pressure her and I will promise her the best time of her life. And so she brought her friend that she didn't know or that I didn't know, wow, she obviously knew. And um, her name's Katie, I love her. Maddie and Katie and I went. And I was like, okay, we're going to make a little pit stop in Colorado, Wyoming, Montana. And I was like, I got it all figured out. Just like give me the reins. And I wow. promise like it was definitely very impulsive. And that's kind of a blessing and a curse that I love about myself is I am very impulsive. But at the same time, it's like sometimes I can bite you in the butt. But this time I didn't because no. I would just rolled with it. And so we ended up, I ended up reaching out to my dad's girlfriend's parents. And I was like, hey, um, I'm trying to get across the border during COVID and I need to stop in Colorado. Also, I love them. So I was like, can we please stay with you and you can show us around Colorado? So that was like our first four days there. It was so fun, 17 hour drive from Nashville. We left at 4 4 a.m. And then um, after Colorado, we drove to Wyoming and Jackson, Wyoming was where I was like whoa and it genuinely looks like the Swiss Alps like really yeah and I've I've grown up going to Banff in Canada and that's like the most cherished beautiful place to me in the world and so when I went to Jackson I was like holy crap I was geeking out I was like this is my dream I am living here and so we stayed with Maddie's aunt and uncle and it was so much fun it was literally like a dream come true. And we went camping in the Tetons, did all of that, and then when we were in the store I was like, Huh, why don't I just get a job out west? Like, honestly, what's holding me back? I'm I'm twenty baby. The world is my oyster. <laughs> so Maddie looks at me and was like, Lucy, like come on. Like you're we're already at a road trip, like you don't need to move to my Wyoming, like whatever. And then So, I applied for the job, obviously. I was like, whatever. And I was like, Maddie, I bet you $100 you're going to be coming with me. There's not a doubt in my mind. Because for some reason, I'm really good at convincing people, too. Like, for some reason, she just put trust in my hands, which isn't very smart. But she did that. And then, so after we stayed in Wyoming for about five days, we hitched it to Bozeman, Montana. And I have a lot of, like, mutual friends there. And I also freaking love the people. They are so much fun. I've never had more fun in my life. And... After that, I was like, okay, I think I need to be out west. Like, this place is a dream. And it's so different from, like, Nashville culture. It's really? crazy. Yeah. The is people...
0: just more, like, I guess, calming?
1: Or... Uh, well, the people in Bozeman definitely are not calm. <laughs> but, like, it's just more people that care about being outdoors and appreciating that type of stuff, which yeah. I really connect with. On appreciating
0: the... what's in front of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: I really, really just find that I am truly happy when I'm outdoors and stuff and yeah but after we did our like two week road trip after Bozeman Montana I ended up driving back with those two girls from that from Montana to Nashville it's like 25 hours we didn't stop Mm. I was literally like like shaking at the wheel my legs were purple from the (laughs) amount of Red Bull I indulged Dear um, Lord. It's crazy. But with the good playlist I was I was on one and I was so excited. I love road trips. Twenty five hour long playlist? Honestly, like yeah. Like I was I drove oh okay. I don't know if Maddie will even listen to this. But <laughs> she um I hope she does. Actually I'll make her. Um
0: <laughs> there's that. There you yeah,
1: go. yeah, There we go. But um so when we were driving, I ended up driving like eighteen hours of the way because they were sleeping in the reason why I love road trips is because you can see so much mm-hmm. and you can listen to music. It's like a music video. Bingo. And so they kept being like, Lucy, do you want me to drive? And I was like, y'all, I'm not kidding you. I just saw like teepees and horses gallop <laughs> through the freaking wild west. Why would I, I want to go to sleep? This and is they were perfect. like, this is crazy. But yeah, no, I love that road trip. And then when I got back to Nashville, um, I waited like two weeks, and I was like, all right. Totally. The mountains are calling. I will just do a casual, like, 24-hour drive back to Wyoming. But it was the best summer ever, and we ended up, like, after work, would camp out west and wake up to a sunrise on the t- at the, looking at the Tetons, going on a tangent, but you said, like, I'm sure you obviously listen to a lot of music while you're, like, backpacking and being out west. And, yeah, that's kind of one of my favorite things in the world is not to sound cheesy but like being around a bonfire and storytelling with music because like prime example when maddie and i were looking at um like we were trying to find a place to camp at this campsite and couldn't find literally it was all packed and these this couple saw a guitar in my backseat and in a tennessee license plate and they were like what Uh and so naturally we were like oh this little old cute couple like let's go camp next to them so they (laughs) let us camp next to them it was awesome and i ended up playing guitar and singing for this old gentleman and he was so precious and i was catering to him through like playing old like western music like old waylon jennings old hank williams and stuff like that and it just felt like the perfect time to play like that type of music that talks about the wild west and yeah he could connect with me and I could connect with him just through like old Western songs and stuff. So it was pretty special. But that's why I got really into old country was because that type of storytelling is something that I'm like, wow, like I feel like I'm learning about it.
0: History in general. Yeah,
1: definitely. So I love old country. Isn't that interesting though Mm -hmm. on
0: how like music like that that's from another generation and let's say people our age learn that and listen to it. And are able, like you're saying, are able to connect with somebody yeah. like that next old era, like that's what makes the world go round and Definitely. make a lot of, like we mentioned earlier, positive vibes.
1: Definitely, 100%. You know?
0: Like all the music you mentioned, like I, I listen to that stuff as well occasionally. Yeah. But um, I, I think, you know, piggybacking off that, um, it's just, it's something that is rare You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a rare thing. A lot of people take for granted all this music that goes, you know, one ear and out the other. When in retrospect, that's a, like, for instance, it's a banger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this music, it slaps. Yeah. But then other people are like, oh, it's just music. Yeah. If you really listen to the lyrics. Yeah, and
1: like, let it seep into your soul. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like,
0: we talked the other day, a lot of that older music, those lyrics are not the greatest Mm -mm. at all. No.
1: Yeah, No. I was talking, well, I don't I don't even know if this is factual what I said the other day about just like it's music about war and feuds and
0: no, yeah, battle
1: on horses and it's like dark and stuff like that, but a lot of people a lot of like people listen to this like country music and be like, like old old country and be right. like "Yeehaw, right. this is awesome." But if you really dissect the lyrics, it's like pretty powerful and special. It's yeah. also why like I really love Yellowstone right now and like...
0: No way, you're watching that too?
1: Yeah. But it got a little too dark for me for a second. Yeah. But I'm about to bounce back into it for sure.
0: Yeah, my grandmother has the streaming service with Xfinity. Yeah, I don't. I know it, it's weird. <laughs> I, I literally walk Your next door. door. Yeah, yeah, I walk next door. I'm like, yeah. hey, while well, I'm making cannolis, I watch Yellowstone. Yeah. Is that cool with this you? This is a
1: fair trade. <laughs> yeah, this is a fair
0: trade, right? You get cannolis, I get Yellowstone. Oh,
1: I love that. That is a special so, bond right there. There
0: you go. Yeah. Exactly. But that show's amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, it's God. so
1: good. So good. I like have been peer pressuring my dad to um, get horses because when I was in Wyoming, naturally I asked the two um, grandmothers that were riding their horses. I was like, so is there any way like you can rescue horses? And they were like, it's funny you say that because these horses are actually rescued and they were for free in Nevada. And so ever since then I was like, dad, free horses. I don't need a degree. I can just take care of these horses on a barn and we'll call it a day like honestly that's like one of my true passions is to live with farm animals and i will one day
0: now have you ever rode a horse before
1: yeah i usually will ride with my best friend um emily and that's like our one thing where it's like an unspoken love like we we don't have to say anything we just both know like how happy we are when we do it pretty awesome That's cool. yeah we'll go out to like Christiana I think it's Christiana mm-hmm. Tennessee like we've been out to like past Pegram Tennessee yeah we'll like wear our cowboy boots and like play those like old co- we have like we share a old country playlist and we'll genuinely be like That's this awesome. song makes me want to cry
0: yeah it's so cool
1: it's it's awesome
0: you know I I like horses there was at one (laughs) point in my life where I was like I can't I can't do horses I really can't yeah they're not for everybody yeah I know they're not for everybody but twist the story I ended up uh, doing this summer camp with my buddies Trey and that are on the pod occasionally yeah and um, yeah there was a little horse thing where they would go in a circle and the little kids would ride them and they're like oh meatball they all call me meatball Mm -hmm. like, oh meatball please get on a horse I'm like Nah, y'all yeah. didn't catch me around yeah, the horse. i Yeah, you were I'm like, sorry.
1: absolutely no chance. <laughs>
0: but, you know, near like one or two weeks after it like passed by, the summer was almost over for the kids. And like, please, please. I'm like, I better be getting a pay raise yeah, for this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got on. Oh, my God. It is like the most up, like uplifting it's, thing it's in magical. the world. It's magical. Yeah.
1: It's literally magical. When we went two weeks ago, shit you not, I was like i want to run run fast with this thing i want to feel my hair flowing in the wind like i want to feel a type of way and i we ran we we freaking like past cantering past galloping like form sprinting this horse was um and i'm like genuinely trying to do a double take looking back at emily because i'm like dude she's legit like i i wasn't prepared and i was like and i'm emily's about to fully fly off it's either her or me like <laughs> if it's not her it's me like i was so scared oh and then i was like uh i would do that again but that was definitely an adrenaline rush for sure oh
0: 100 percent. yeah but I, i've always wanted to just like casually ride a horse you yeah know what i mean like after doing that at the camp like i was telling the guy that you know runs it his name is kurt i was like hey kurt is there any way I could, like ride horses like casually somewhere in Tennessee? Goes, yeah. Yeah, there are a few places. And he said, just here. We'll talk about it later. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, I'll hook so you up. We awesome. can go
1: sometime because I genuinely, the dude who I like contact, I guess, to go horseback riding, he's like, let me know whenever you want horses, girl. And I'm like, <laughs> say less because I want two. And I want to name one poncho and one lefty. And I'm going to live out my wild west dreams maybe bring it to Wyoming with me one day on a ranch maybe yeah there you go debating on working on a ranch this summer still up in the air but
0: question marks yeah but so that that's interesting how you're out west and you just see these things and they just kind of like make you want to do other things which is awesome yeah you know yeah but you know going more into music and backpacking and and you know what I guess this is kind of going back to music. What what artists kind of influence you with music? Besides the Dixie mm. Chicks, like, yeah, you know tough. what I mean?
1: Like, Well, I come from a family that is very opinionated with their music. <laughs> um, it's, definitely, it's definitely cutthroat in this household. Like, I my brother listens to music that I don't know that I would ever listen to. And it's super interesting and alty and cool. And then my sister listens to a wide realm of music, but she definitely likes things that I don't know if I like but then so none of my siblings listen to country, old country music and I finally got like my sister into like old I mean she she loves rock but like old because Leonard Skinner it's like a southern rock band so like that type of music like old Skinner and stuff and we always like will jam out to that and then a lot of the influences with music I definitely like Think that Dolly Parton is uh, my favorite person in the world. I, this could be going off on a tangent, but like, I love Dolly Parton solely because she has such a story. And I watched, and I hope that any of you guys who are teeny bit interested in her should go listen to um, her podcast and watch some of her documentaries because they're truly so inspiring and really relatable. She, Mm -hmm. like, wasn't always this happy-go-lucky woman, and she's been through the ringer and stuff like that, and Mm -hmm. I don't know, her outlook on life is just something that I definitely want to.
0: No, it's interesting you mention that because it's almost like, obviously, she is an icon of Tennessee, but everybody's (laughs) like,
1: oh, yeah, like
0: Dolly Parton, absolute icon, would love to be her. I'm Mm -hmm. like, at the same time, you may want to be her, but you don't know the backstory that happened.
1: Yeah, and I mean... I got really into her about two years ago. This is when I, because I never listened to country music, like four years ago, right. ever, until I dated this boy who listened to country all the time, and I was like, okay, fine, and like, <laughs> is this if this is how it's gonna be, you're I'll forcing to country. It upon me. And then yeah, I got I actually got really into it and became kind of a sap and liked love country songs. I was like, heck yeah, and um, then about two years ago. I really dove deep into old country, and Dolly Parton was, like, one. And her Heartbreaker album, like, it's more, honestly, like, soulful and jazzy and, like, all these genres. It's not just the typical, like, southern country, eating biscuits type of music mm-hmm. that you'd think and of. drinking you know? beer. Yeah, yeah, and Jane shorts and truck beds. <laughs> it's, like, genuine, like, soul music in her older albums, which is why I really... Right really
0: love her. Isn't that cool how yeah. like she has that jazzy vibe to it? And then yeah. you think like today, like who resembles that? And like w- when you talk about it, like Chris Stapleton hit into my brain. Oh like, yeah. The, I, I think it was supposed to be this past October. He was supposed to do like some sort of concert at Bridgestone. Mm-hmm. His lineup was so like, I, for his like genre of country, it was so exotic compared to country. It was like jazzy. Yeah. And I was like, I vibe with yeah, that. Yeah, cause That's he used to
1: cool. have um a really cool rock band. Back really? in the day. Yeah, there's this one song where it's like, um, I want to know what's going on inside your head. Something like that. Uh, I don't know. My French. Or er, yeah, Inside Your Head. And it was a banger. I listened to it probably every single day. Really? Um, throughout high school. Damn. But back to Dolly Parton. One thing I will say is I'm super extra with fashion and like bling and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause it's so fun to be extra. Like I don't want to blend in, and um, want to be different. That's why I love Dolly yeah. Parton. Is because she actually like growing up. She was like she saw the towns like hooker or whatever, who was all dolled up, like probably wearing something short. Really caught everyone's eyes, and was like that's what I want to look like. Like I want to look exactly like her. I want to like emulate her, whatever. And she was like so that's why she's always dolled up, and I love that. I'm like. Why not express yourself like that, you know?
0: So you're jewelry it's and fashion. Fun. You want to go through
1: them? <laughs> I, I, I'm a vintage hoarder.
0: So. Please go on.
1: Um. Well, a big influence <clears throat> of mine is my sister. My sister lives in Brooklyn, and she has such a creative eye for vintage shopping. And so I didn't really get into like fashion until probably about four years ago or something um but i love like the year Euro- i follow a bunch of like european um models and i just love how colorful their clothing is and they'll mix in a bunch of like masculine pieces that girls like feel like they couldn't rock but like 100 can you know yeah and so I'm not going to lie. I'll fully rip off my sister's outfits and be like, oh, that looks tight on you. Like, (laughs) I'm wearing this. But um, we one day definitely want to, like, open up a vintage shop one day or even, like, a clothing line that's strictly just, like, secondhand. Because, like, we'll find some gems. We both, like, are definitely hoarders when it comes to that. And, like, it's a special bond we have because we'll be like, okay, just went thrifting. Here's a piece I thought would look amazing on you. And then I'm like... Look what I got. And it's like just almost like art for us. Um, yeah. And my mom was a super big into just like girl, girly would wear top hats into church. And like, I'd be like, mom, you can't just wear like a top hat with feathers. <laughs> and like, we just moved and we're going to a Catholic school. Like, please drop, drop it. Please, like We you... really don't need that much attention. I yeah. swear to God, like we don't need that much attention, but no, she would like wear bold lipstick and top hats and, crazy outfits i mean like to where you would be like this girl is on something you know like you'd be like dear god and i remember growing up me and my siblings would be like "Ugh, mom's wearing a top hat again like i'm so humiliated (laughs) and we have to go to church and everyone's gonna look at us again like it's so embarrassing and now Like, people will be like, oh, you literally are your mom. You dress just like her. And I'm like, hell yeah, that lady was a badass. She'd wear whatever she wanted and gave, literally gave no cares. Like, not going to cuss, but this woman had no social awareness, Yeah, nor did she need to. And that's one thing where I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to wear whatever I want. And literally last weekend, I think I was wearing this vest and someone goes, you literally look like you work at Goodwill, Lucy. I go good. At least it caught your eye. Yeah. I was like, at least, at least something caught your eye about me. Shit, <laughs> you know. Maybe if I'm not bringing enough to the table, at least I can say I'm wearing something that you're gonna be like, ugh, yeah. Or holy shit, you know. So I think like fashion's so fun because you can just create a statement, and it doesn't matter who likes it, what you look like. It's like if I feel like I'm, I don't know, feeling myself, then that's really all that matters. Exactly. And. All my siblings have a taste of my mom in that like creative, um, in that creative fashion. fashion sense. Yeah. We all love vintage, so it's super fun. It's like a little, I don't know, special thing we have going That's on. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: And, and it's neat because like we were talking about earlier with generations and music and stuff, mm-hmm. it all transcends in some way. Yeah. It's fashion. Mm-hmm. transcends in some 100%. way.
1: 100%. Like you know. all of the clothes that I just got from thrifting probably two days ago, all of it is, like, old 90s, and some of it's, like, Britney circa 2000, like, that, like, look. And, I mean, the other day I was wearing a chain belt and, like, like low-rise <laughs> snakeskin pants and a tight, like, black turtleneck with cheetah print collar. And I was like, okay, I don't know what generation or look I'm going for, but I'm, I'm here for it. It like, vibes. You know it, what I mean? Hits, yeah. yeah, I have some, some fun outfits where I'll generally try to look like Britney Spears, where... Sometimes I have to like run past my dad in the house because he'll be like, w- Lucy, what? Well, what are you wearing today? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I guess fashion or style, however you want to look at it. I mean, grade school kind of exposed me to it when they have like '80s theme yeah. and like greaser themes. I'm like, yeah. Like, as a kid, you don't know what the hell that is, but right? then you're like, you have to ask your parents. Like, and your parents are so excited to help mm-hmm. you out there. Like, oh my god, please, yeah, let me do whatever. I'm like, yeah. I, I felt embarrassed wearing this to school, but at the same time, like as you grow older and stuff. You're like, oh yeah. Like I should've worn more. Like I should've 100%. been wearing that leather jacket. Yeah. I should've been wearing something else. Definitely. Like I
1: should've done it up. In high school, that's like one thing that, oh my God, football game, like you know that I'd be prepping for my outfit like three days in advance. Like I remember one time, <laughs> this is funny, but I remember one time, I think it was like a rave or something. So naturally I have a sequin romper. I dyed my whole hair like neon pink Put sparkles in it. And then to top it off, cherry on top, I like put glue all around my eyes and dumped sparkle all on my eyes and looked like a walking avatar that like jumped into a pit of pixie dust with fairies in it. It was insane. (laughs) And I remember... Um, the principal did a full 360 with his neck when he looked at me. He was like this this lady's insane
0: Um, was, we need to have her in the office on monday. Yeah,
1: literally it was crazy And I remember I was just like keep on looking. Yeah, but it was so funny This I, is I how i'm going memes. to express myself. Yeah. okay
0: Yeah, did the glue hurt when you had to take it off? I bet it did.
1: Um, yes, honestly It did. was
0: it like that elmer stuff where you put it on these like oh, rip yeah. it off, oh, or is yeah. it? But ah. I've been
1: doing, I used to be like a glitter fanatic back in my day. Like really? I just loved, I loved it.
0: Interesting.
1: Just like I love hair dye.
0: Yeah, I can yeah. tell with your dog and Yeah, your my, hair. my
1: dog's hair is pink. Yeah. My hair is pink right, right now. But I'm not going to dye my hair too much because I kind of think that I shouldn't kill all of my hair. Yeah. You know? You know, that's a good it idea. Might be nice to have one day.
0: Yeah, you know, later on in your years, you're like, oh. Where'd my hair go? Yeah, yeah, that's why I actually
1: abused um, box dye. So that's okay. Yeah. Oh
0: man, but yeah. So fashion's been pretty big, and we talked the other day about tattoos. Mm. You want to talk about them?
1: Sure. Let's do. Okay. Well, I think um, my tattoos are definitely interesting. I don't really know a word to describe them, but growing up, I kind of had a big have a little rebellious tick occasionally, and so I remember I got my first tattoo when I was fifteen, which is crazy young. Right. But I got my maple leaf, and I was like, Hell yeah, I got a tattoo! Everyone, look <laughs> at me, I'm bad to the bone. And then it just after one, I was like, Oh god, I'm in deep. So I have about twelve. Okay. Um. Now I'm twenty, so hopefully I I have a weird feeling that I will be definitely getting more, but. My tattoos are like stickers, so I, I don't want to sleeve, but I, I just like the little stickers. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then um, I have like a ring tattoo. Everyone will be like, what's the deeper meaning? I'm like, don't you know that none of my tattoos have deeper meanings? Come on. <laughs> I'll literally see something and be like, oh, that's it. I'm going to go get that. Or like, like, think of something and be like, oh, yeah, we're doing that. Like, let's not actually have a rational thought in our brain. Let's just send it. So... But I have a B for my best friend, Abby. That's like one thing that I guess has meaning. Um, actually, some of them do. Tiny Dancer, my family calls me Tiny Dancer cause <laughs> I'll always be dancing at our family events and going shit. And then um, I also love that song. So my uncle always says like, what up TD for Tiny Dancer and <laughs> That's stuff. Cool. Yeah, and it just stuck. And then I have a Tweety oh, cool. bird. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a cowboy hat, which has no meaning. I mean, really. <laughs> then I have a cherub because my sister is like the kindest, purest, most gentle soul ever. And I always say she looks and acts like a cherub. So oh. I have that. And then
0: That is so cool.
1: My mom would only text in this one cherry blossom flower emoji. Like she wouldn't say I love you, she would send this emoji. She would send it to everybody. Like anytime she would be like, Hey, um, so is my doctor's appointment still at two? Like you text your doctor, anyways, but <laughs> is my doctor's appointment still at two? And then would do a flower emoji. Like to anybody. Hey, just walking the dog flower emoji. It was like her like love language mantra, like her honestly branded like logo. It was so funny.
0: It was her. Yeah, yeah. like
1: like when um we had our celebration of life. Her cake had this flower emoji on it and it was a top hat with a flower emoji. I was like is yep, this is her signature um flower. But I have that little emoji on me and my sister has it too. Honestly, my sister and I have a lot of the same tattoos, which is funny. Really? And then I have one that says honey. And then I have a stupid smiley face that I got because <laughs> I really needed to get that free tattoo, you know.
0: So I mean, might as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like with tattoos, what I mean, what had to be like the most painful?
1: I have a really high pain tolerance, so I don't know if I'm the best person to ask, but yeah. Yeah. Because
0: I've known some people. Piercings
1: hurt worse to me. I'm sorry? Piercings hurt worse Um, to me. Yeah.
0: That ain't Uh, happening. Yeah. No, thank you. You know, I've always wanted a tattoo more the fact of like, not a family tree, but it sounds weird, but like a mural of like faces yeah know, weird. No, that's awesome like uh, a lot of people know about me and my family heritage and like I have a segment on meals with meatballs it's just because yeah, I'm Italian cool. and stuff yeah. we'll get to that we'll I get love that. that but uh you she know I've sure. always wanted to do like something I don't know of all the people that are like past in my life I'm mm-hmm. like you know what like I want to honor you guys in some way but yeah that's so special there's also that point where I was always born and raised, like, if you get a tattoo... You're out. Yeah, yeah. not like you're out, but, like, taboo, like, just an Italian thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see a lot of, like, guidos and people who have tattoos and stuff, and then my grandma goes, those are not Italian people.
1: Like, yeah, you know, right. Like, if you ever but, get... Like, a, it's tradition. Yeah, she yeah. goes, if
0: you ever get one, you're never coming over. I'm like, yeah. gee, thanks.
1: Granted, I grew up in probably the least traditional household, but... <clears throat> trust I, me,
0: everybody has their own traditions. Yeah, Y'all right? definitely have some. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, um, when I got my first tattoo that young, my dad was like, sheesh, Lucy, like you are a handful. And then now he's like, Lucy, your freaking arms look like graffiti. Like it's so damn mural on your arms. I'm like, yep. Yes, sir. But he has, he has like one stupid tattoo too. So I'll give him call it even. right? Yeah. Call it even.
0: That's funny. Yeah. So then like, would you ever, like you, you mentioned not getting an arm sleeve, but if you had the opportunity, would you ever do an arm sleeve tattoo?
1: I don't know. I would get definitely like a lot like yeah. stickers for sure. They're so expensive, but hundred percent. Yeah. Um, just because I'm like, I'm literally at 12. Why not stop now? Like what what's a few more won't hurt. Right. <laughs> and that's my mindset with everything, which is so funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, up in the air. That we'll is, see.
0: You know, time will tell, right? Yeah. And we're back after that wonderful advertisement. Yeah, it's funny. Like whenever I click record, you get into the zone. Like, right. Yeah, so some other topics that we haven't mentioned yet would be kind of like social media
1: mm-hmm.
0: and how a lot of people get caught up in that too much. Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: Um, I have a lot of opinions. But I think one thing that our generation definitely lacks is like the importance and value of being present. Um, it's easier said than done, but... That's also like going back to the journaling thing. That's one reason why I do journal in the morning and do journal quite frequently is because that is being present, is like focusing on the now, writing about the now. Um, I think that social media definitely has distorted our view on what's real life, you know? Um, It's so easy to get caught up in what other people are doing, but in reality, like, you should just be focusing on your path and what makes you happy Um, and that's something that I genuinely feel really strongly about because I mean I think we're all guilty of feeling insecure when you're scrolling looking at someone like because there's always going to be someone prettier, smarter, funnier XYZ you know and like what I always say is like comparison is the thief of joy and it's one thing that I have really made it a point to like, not have that negative self-talk and stuff, and I think there's obviously such a positive um, impact that social media has and a good way to spread the word about important matters 100%, but there is that negative side that I think really takes a toll on girls and guys these days and their feelings. So, yeah,
0: it brings up a lot of insecurities. Yeah. yeah. And I, th- I think with social media, people need to understand, like you're saying, that journaling is a good thing and not sharing everything mm-hmm. is like even better. Yeah. Because like I know some people and follow some people and I apologize if I offend them, but who cares? Um, they post everything like, am I going to eat this for breakfast? I'm like... Let's not. Yeah. Just eat what you want. Right, yeah. Like, nobody cares about what you're eating.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like,
0: I get it. If it's some sort of, like, influencing advertisement, yeah, do mm-hmm. it. Do it for your benefit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, no one cares about what you eat. Nobody cares if you're going to the mall. Like, I these I swear
1: are... no one cares how good that egg yolk looked. <laughs> yeah, like, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: like, people just need to understand the happy medium with social media. It's not even... I think people are getting too social with it. Yeah, I guess it's a better. Well, way to put
1: it. I I actually was off social media um for two and a half months around there, and um I found it so refreshing that it honestly was kind of hard for me to go back. Um, but like I don't ever look through it. I just I mean I do obviously right. occasionally, but like yeah. truly don't really go through it anymore. Um. One, because I will find myself being, like, glued to it in the couch potato sometimes. Yeah. And two, because I spent that time off my phone and uh, really got to reflect on just, like, there's so many other things I could be doing creatively, gaining more knowledge. I mean, shit, I read, like, three books when I was off my phone, and that is something that wow. I would think hell would freeze over before I'd say. <laughs> um I love I love reading but like three books within two months is kind of a big stretch for me for sure yeah um but I found that like I I'm always gonna like have those insecurities but it's like how am I gonna like surpass those and grow from those and when you're constantly being like thrown fake stuff at you because essentially a lot of that stuff is kind of fake like I mean yeah and everyone's guilty of it. But like, obviously, you're going to post the picture that you look best. And obviously, there's Facetune, blah, blah, blah. And all that stuff does not matter. Um, and it kind of just is something that I truly will stand by. I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever. This is so dumb, you know?
0: Yeah. And like, if you think about it, when someone posts a picture or something, like, when you post it, guess what? It just stays there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you get a few comments, if need be, or a few likes, yeah. whatever it may be, like...
1: But essentially, you're posting it, and yeah. I don't know if this is just being... It might come from a cynical standpoint, but I don't mean it like that. But essentially, you're going to post something that, like, you're like, mm-hmm, like, that's me. I look good, yeah. whatever. And that's so fine, too. It's just, like, the the concept aspect when it. it comes to, like, like, insecurities and that multiplying that kind of just really doesn't sit well with me
0: taking a break from social media is probably the best thing that anybody could ever do nowadays Mm -hmm. it truly is because like you're saying these insecurities they honestly these insecurities go away if you are not on social media.
1: oh yeah 100% you don't need to be seeing what everyone's doing and half the time sometimes if they're posting about it constantly like they could just be sitting on their phone while they're at that bougie dinner and drinking having bottle service like you know, so it's just everything from the outside in, yeah. like looking from the outside in sometimes just isn't that, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, we, nothing we talk... Nothing is what it seems. Yeah, nothing is what it seems, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about it the other day of how people, they'll reach out to you and you don't even know these people sometimes. Like, I, for instance, on the podcast on uh, on Instagram, I'm going to plug it real quick, Nick Frazier Podcast, go follow, listen, whatever not saying to get addicted to social media, but yeah, you know, right? just give got, it a little look every yeah. now and then. Right. But uh, I had some random guy or girl or whoever it was, it was a media service mm-hmm. and they DM me and they were like, Hey, yeah, love your content. What do you do to create this stuff? Like it was very innocent and stuff, but then like they would consistently reach out to me as like I was working for them or working with yeah. them. And I was like, buddy or whoever you are, like I'm going to be honest with you, I don't mind helping you out. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm not looking for any compensation. Right. I'm trying to build my own brand and mm. trying to... You know, I want to be helpful and yeah. genuine as possible, it's, it's but... It's a tricky situation, especially exactly. when you're trying to
1: build a brand, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It makes, like, it makes that disconnect even more weirder. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't know the person, they don't know you, and they reach out to you, and you reach back, and then, like, this this online, you know, and this could be a good thing, like, online connection, networking really helps, but at the same time, you're thinking, like, who the hell is this person? Yeah, right. Like, I, I'm exposing myself.
1: behind a screen. Yeah. It's weird. The keyboard warriors, as they yeah. call them, right?
0: But, yeah, definitely. You know, I just think social media has gone to another realm, and and my, my folks have always said this, even my dad, he's said that social media will, will hurt this world in some way, and it kind of has. Like, initially, it was... To help, you know, connect people across the world. Right. But now it's turned to, yeah, it connects people across the world, but also, you know, makes it another, like almost a dark web in a way oh, on yeah. social media. You know, yeah, it's just 100%. weird. So, you know, just to each his own. Take it with a grain of salt. If you don't like something on social media, get off of it. Pick up a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that picture I showed you the other day of that guitar? Yeah. So when... I was kind of going through this idea of not wanting to be on social media. I like I was doing the podcast and I was like, "Well, I have to post this, this, and this." Right. So I was like, "I really don't Got want." To market. You gotta market, Maybe. you know. You gotta market, but like I was seeing myself. I'm like, I just don't want to post. I don't want to be on my phone. I don't want to do nothing with it. And I was like, I'm gonna learn how to play the guitar, and that didn't go well. Obviously. Oh my gosh! I just like <laughs> well,
1: like, YouTube's your best friend for learning guitar.
0: I, I don't know what tune or song or whatever it was. I was just trying to learn how to, like, press on the guitar strings. Yeah. And it was just, it didn't go the grace. And also, the the strings were distorted. And, right, you know, yeah, yeah, it. yeah so, like, it was the, the distorted it strings. It was the strings, right? It was yeah. the strings. You know, what I'm trying to get to is that pick up a hobby, mm-hmm. you know? Like, just do something. Yeah. Something productive, like you were saying earlier. Yeah, so, I mean,
1: I'm so guilty of, like sitting around doing nothing and doing the same shit different day but at the same time I have my hobbies and stuff sometimes I feel like as a girl frequently when you're out and you'll see a girl that you know like mutually um if you're like I haven't seen them in forever you're like oh my gosh I love you so much let's go get lunch like you're the best like so tomorrow tomorrow we'll do it right right and then it's like you and I both know that we are not going to get lunch tomorrow yeah like we'll talk about it and yes I do I do love you you're a very cool person but it's just way too out of my like it's a little out of your comfort zone and one thing that I really um appreciate is that that happened like two weeks ago and I was like you know what like what's holding you back from like why why do all these people just do this where we're like We're going to go hang out soon. We're going to do this. But then you never actually follow up. There's never a follow up. up. Yeah. And so I just, that's one thing that I'm going to work on this year is like genuinely being like, no, go do that. Like, you you never know what you'll learn. You never know.
0: Just follow up on it. Right. It's just weird. You know, people, like you've talked about, just following up and stuff. But, you know, with social media, it's also like you feel like you're in a. A bind or agreement that you have to like someone's post, mm-hmm. and like if you don't, you feel guilty almost. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you see them in person, like, I haven't seen you in what four, five, no, six years, definitely probably a little longer. maybe eight, yeah, nine, a hot minute. Wait a minute, we went to high school together, <laughs> went to high so, school together, but, but I never
1: went to school, so yeah. eh.
0: and Arnold's room occasionally, Arnold. yeah, I occasionally. Dabbled. yeah, occasionally, she dabbled. um, but yeah, so like thinking about that. I mean, it takes you out of your own comfort zone, but, like, to ask you, like, hey, if you want to come on the pod, talk yeah. about your music and other stuff, it wasn't the hardest thing in the world, but, like, I didn't know what you would think about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, Because I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. And people, like, some people, so I had on a guest that i never talked to in high school. I never talked to them in general. I was like, hey, would you want to come on the podcast? Some of the content you do is really good, mm-hmm. and I, I like your content, genuinely. And then they responded as, like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But they are just kind of standoffish, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know if that's just because of the distancing of it, yeah. you know, through I mean, years. Yeah,
1: sometimes it's hard when, like, it's like two people just talking through a screen, you know? Yeah. But I think once you, like, rip the Band-Aid off with anything, it yeah. just is like, oh. And
0: I feel like, from, sorry to interrupt, but, like, no. I feel like with social media, that just increases that distance even more. yeah that's what I was trying to get at
1: yeah I totally it get that. took a
0: while but I got there yeah
1: right no yeah. you're good you're good I totally understand that
0: but with social media comes branding and marketing and that's a great time to do that for you yeah let's talk about your music
1: for sure okay um <clears throat> should I talk about
0: any of them your favorites
1: okay well the stuff that I released on Spotify was definitely from forever ago um And I kind of wrote Dare You To Dance just about like how no people ever dance. It's considered like weird if you're out there busting a move at some place. And I remember I'd always like look around and be like, no boys will ever dance. No boys will ever dance crazy. No boys will ever dance with girls. Like this is so weird. Mm. So that's how Dare You To Dance came about. Interesting. Honestly, like because I was just like, I dare you. Like just do it. Like, you're such a chicken. So that's where that came about. Um, and then, waiting on a heartbreak. Oh, that song. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, I guess the title is kind of self-explanatory. But I was dating a boy, and I remember he was going off to college. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just waiting. I'm counting down the days until you leave. And then, ba-boom, heartbreak. Heartbreak is a coming. Yeah. It was like a recipe for a heartbreak, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, all good now. But yeah. back in the day, that song, I was, it was like, I'm just counting right? down the yeah. days waiting for you to leave me in my small town. <laughs> it was really dramatic. But, yeah. And little
0: did we know Lucy would be everywhere across the United States. Oh my and gosh. Canada. Oh my
1: gosh. Anyways, so yeah, that's where that one came about. And then Young, Beautiful, and Wasted. And I remember I was just so so done with high school and just honestly was really like get me out of this place um and i thought i'd do a song that kind of just like poked fun at me going to catholic school my whole life and Mm -hmm. i don't know and it was solely just trying to do subtle jabs like and um i thought i'd write about how like everyone's doing it everyone's trying to have fun like everyone just wants to be like young and feel fun and do Crazy stuff. Rebellious and, stuff, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of where I identify with that song is because it was like, educated. Okay, educated, graduated, trying to fake it. Damn, I hate it. How they try to change my mind. So confused about the future. Wanting out, don't make me stupid. Got nothing left but time. Because I remember I wanted out of high school so badly that I was like, how does this make me like like deranged for wanting other things than to... Go to this private high school granted i'm so blessed that i got that education but i don't know i was just like how does it make me different that like i don't want the same things that these people want yeah so yeah that's, that's why i wrote that song it was my little party anthem song <laughs> and then um i recently just released a song called watch over me that i wasn't going to release at all but um it really resonated with how this year has gone for me, how I've been feeling, um, and it truly is a song that if I even listen to it, I get a little teary-eyed solely because it's my song. It was my song for me. and It was my song that I wrote for a friend that passed away um, named Eli, and he was so special and a crazy, attractive light that was just like a ball of light, and I'll always want to remember him like that and um yeah that song just means a lot to me because i wrote it about him and my mom who passed away um she loved that song dearly she'd play it all the time she'd be like mom this song is a little sad like you don't need to play this song every single day um but she loved it and she loved eli and um so it actually played at her funeral and that's when i was like okay this song is like this song is my whole heart, and um, I figured that when I, the only reason why I really put it up to Bandcamp was because I was like, I really want to be kind of a light and a voice for people who are struggling with mental illness, because I've gone through my fair share of stuff, and I think everyone goes through different phases and waves in their life, and it, sometimes it just doesn't make sense, and um, I would love to be like a voice and an advocate for mental health and so that song um, I put up was to donate um, to charity um, called NAMI, and it's the national like mental health organization. Um, I tagged it in a bunch of my um, posts, about mm-hmm. it, but yeah, so It had
0: a lot of feedback. Like obviously, all your songs have had a Thank lot of you. feedback. Yeah, but that one had a lot.
1: I uh, just posted the clip, and then some people reached out to me that I didn't even know that to me that spoke measures and a lot of people came out to me about them going through a mental illness their family members struggling with it people have lost loved ones people have suffered from having social or suicide ide- ideations all of that whole topic and it made me really 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 touched because I honestly when I posted it I was just like okay like you know didn't didn't cross my mind that like anybody would reach out to me like that um, but they did and that's when I was like damn that's that's something so special to me and yeah and so
0: I'm sorry go ahead no no you're good I was just saying so it's hit you now that you have this voice that you've realized that can really change and not yeah I guess I would say change and make a difference in something that you never thought really would in the long run. You know what I'm trying to get to?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think that like, it hit me that I realized that I have this voice that can reach a ton of like, a whole demographic. Yeah. I think it's important that everyone figures out that they do have a voice and even just by talking about the uncomfortable things and talking about the struggles that I honestly am convinced that everybody has gone through in their life. Just being vulnerable is something that's so powerful and honestly, one thing that I always tell myself and tell others is like, if vulnerability was such a weakness, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to talk about these things? Why is it so hard to feel like, oh, this person's judging me because I'm like going through it or like, da, da, da. why is it, why is there such a stigma around oh, like, I can be so happy and blah, 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 but I can't be sad, blah, blah, blah. Well, in reality, you can't truly, truly, truly appreciate being happy if you haven't felt waves of sadness. Like, it's just a human thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And to
1: me, that's important is why is vulnerability such a weakness? Why is it considered such a weakness in our society if um, it's so hard, you know, to talk about these things? So, yeah, I would love to be someone that people feel like they can openly talk about those things because... Yeah. Hell, I mean, I've I've witnessed depression, anxiety firsthand, and um, I know that I, it's not easy to talk yeah, about. And not at all. Yeah, so that's why that song really just resonates with my heart, and that charity really means a lot to me. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome, Lucy. Thanks. Honestly,
0: coming from pers- from my perspective as just a listener, it it's resonated with me because, like like you said, you've experienced it firsthand. I've had some relatives that have really struggled with it. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's amazing how your music has reached out just to so many people. I know Thank I've already you. harped on that, but like it's just unbelievable.
1: I appreciate that. Like I,
0: I mean, you know, doing a podcast, you have to do your research on your guest, and I went through Spotify and Apple, and Spotify thinks the only one that actually shows up uh listens mm-hmm. for people that listen to it yeah. and i think the five songs or four songs that were up there they had over i think the top one had like over a hundred thousand listens in comparison to like for example all these hip-hop artists that have over one point something million mm-hmm. that yeah. doesn't matter if you're over here putting up a hundred thousand listens on just one song and probably even multiple more songs it, you're reaching an audience that you never really thought would.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it, I definitely didn't think that, like, usually when I throw stuff up there, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, this will go into the abyss of time. I definitely do have such a passion for music and um, truly want to, like, work on releasing stuff that I feel is core to who I am. I mean, some of that pop stuff, I'm like, hmm, like... I want to try something different, you know, and I think it's fun when you keep things different.
0: Keeps everything alive, yeah. you know what I mean? Just keeps, yeah, like, all your, all your ideas free-flowing.
1: hmm
0: 100%. So, as yeah. free-flowing as this podcast is, we're going to switch transitioning to another topic that is the last thing that I always end on, and it's Meals with Meatball. It's your favorite Heck food. Yeah,
1: I love pasta. Okay. I'm the biggest pasta lover, I think. Anyone will
0: meet. it. Okay. Well, and I well, usually
1: put sour cream in my pasta, which someone blocked me for that. So.
0: Well, I know someone that puts sour cream <laughs> in their pasta, and they put corn and Parmesan cheese and turkey. Jarquin. Oh gosh. Oh, oh my it's gosh. Disgusting. That
1: is something else. That's like a whole concoction. I don't yeah. Know.
0: Apparently, it was like. I don't
1: know about all that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Jarquin gave me a big story about it, and. I kind of forgot it, but it's it's tabled for another time. But it's <laughs> yeah. disgusting, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Uh, but yeah, pasta's really good. Um, so I have two lists. They're called Tennessee Tasties mm-hmm. and Nashville Nasties. I was debating on the topic because it sounds kind of gross in a, in yeah. a way. But I, I'm keeping it. Um, so obviously you've gone all over the U.S. and Canada and elsewhere in Europe and wherever what's the best food besides pasta, which is your favorite that you've like experienced or like places, atmosphere, whatever. Oh gosh. I don't mean to put it that you I know, big. I wish I prepared but... for
1: any of these questions and I really like if I were to pre- prepare for one question, yeah. it would truly be this question. Cause okay. I'm going to like let my family down if they say that, if they hear this and are like, Lucy, come on. Yeah, um, please. I'm like the least pickiest eater in the world and I love anything I eat. Um, but like my favorite dish was definitely pasta.
0: Okay.
1: Um when I was in Spain we had some fuego pasta. It was really? like breakfast, lunch and dinner. Is what when I would eat pasta.
0: Just need to jump that border and go to my homeland. Oh my god. My heritage yeah, homeland. Right? Yeah.
1: I would love that. Yeah. Dude. My love language is pasta.
0: There you go. Yeah. So I guess with pasta, what is your favorite dish? Like fettuccine, e mm, pepe. It's tough too. That's
1: tough too. Um, right now, mm, wait. See, oh my God, I'm so hungry. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I'm kind but this of is... tied. I know this is on. This is an actual question where I'm like, I'm on the spot. Like I.
0: It has to be. I done. need
1: to. Um, I don't think I have the brain capacity to stretch like how many dishes of pasta that I love. But mm-hmm. I'd go with the pesto gnocchi for sure. Okay. With obviously like like any type of gnocchi, I'm like obsessed with, and then. Um, I love like pesto ravioli, like that type of stuff.
0: Interesting. I really love
1: any type of pasta though.
0: Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll take that answer, yeah. but I'm just How about you? I'm trying to save you from your family before they Right, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm like under pressure.
0: Mm, for me God, Dang. I don't know. I mean, my grandparents spoiled me to no end. And with them having a restaurant, they always told me after they closed their doors, they're like, anytime you go out to eat, you're gonna want to like be precautious, like take caution yeah. because it's not going to be the same.
1: Yeah, definitely. <sighs> mm.
0: See, my dad says this almost every night when we kind of have dinner and we mention pasta. He goes, "Miss Parente, I can eat pasta every day. That's my dad's thing. Really? He always says that. So I like that. pasta's really good, but mm. I don't know. Chicken marsala is—it's mm. something else. Yeah. It's out of this world. That or chicken Fiorentine. I don't know.
1: <sighs> that sounds so good.
0: Mm, wow. It is good. I it think I'm good. salivating. But uh, but yeah, like we're talking about pasta. I think for me, my favorite pasta would be—and it's kind of my brother's too—but caucho e pepe. It's a cheesy pasta. Oh,
1: yeah, like the four cheeses? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, I've had that. that. So, like, they
0: use a long, uh, sometimes people use, like, the fettuccine noodle for it, or they'll use uh, angel hair. It's Mm. the really thin, yeah, I know angel hair. My Mm -hmm. favorite, yeah, by far my favorite. But uh, they'll use either those two, and they'll put, I think, people use Parmesan cheese, like, it's called Parmesan Romano or whatever. Mm -hmm. In my family, it might be the same, but I don't think it is. It's just straight up Romano cheese. It smells like gross vomit to some people. And I'm like, it's delicious. Yeah. So we've had that cheese in my family for 20 plus years since i've been alive wow. and
1: that's powerful it's like a pet almost
0: exactly exactly there was a time when we couldn't get it and we were like all right we have to like rationalize yeah. how we use this cheese yeah no but we had eventually got it but anyways it's not a ration yeah people. exactly but uh but like with the pasta so you put um you know grated for me romano cheese on the bottom of like the plate or bowl mm-hmm. and then you get the warm hot pasta put it in the plate and it melts under it yeah. and so like normally when you're fixing this dish you put it in a giant bowl mm-hmm. and you put it in very good i wow. recommend it and put cracked black pepper me quite
1: the visual that sounds so good
0: i i i'm gonna be honest food's my favorite thing yeah. almost in the world that's why i always have this topic on here yeah but, it's uh, important
1: to people it is it is <laughs> who cares about a diet come yeah. on
0: Enjoy what you Absolutely got, right? not.
1: In quarantine, that was like all I did was make pasta. Really? But anyways, off the pasta. You
0: might have to have a pasta teaching class. Yeah. Like actually right? how to make it from mm-hmm. scratch. It's a lot of fun, to be we honest. We made
1: it homemade one night. It was so fun. Really?
0: Yeah. It tasted different, didn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. 100%. It
0: had more flavor. The egg yolk really Yeah,
1: there was pops a whole of lot of love in there.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess another one would be desserts. What You got favorite desserts? Come on now. Creme boule. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Or Cadbury eggs, chocolate eggs. Those are fire. They only mm. come out during Easter, though.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. I've never had those.
1: Well, you should. Okay. All right. <laughs> you need to. It's a must.
0: Where do I get them? Well, um, how do I your do Your local
1: it? Walgreens. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd say for me, my favorite dessert would be, I'm torn. I got. I have to be very respectful here. My mom's cheesecake man you know, you know that future GIF or GIF. he goes man I love cheesecake yeah, yeah. that's me every time I have oh my, my mom god. she's like yeah. my god I love, I love cheesecake, cheesecake too. my mom makes this mean cheesecake I'm like yes yeah. and then obviously Nani this is for you um, her tiramisu is unbelievable yeah and people are like I don't like coffee. I'm like, try this. You'll be fine. I yeah, promise right? you. Yeah, Yeah, but those are those That's are my two so favorites. Because I have to put both. You know, I can't. Yeah. I can't d- put no disrespect. Right whatever. on
1: the name. Yeah,
0: right. Um, and then Nashville Nasties restaurants, bad experiences, hmm. terrible food you've had.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Oh God. So it's not just general specific. Yeah. It's
1: Due to unpopular opinion, and I know it's a chain. I wasn't the biggest fan of Hugh Babies. Hey, I know. Let me sit up real quick. I know. I think I need to try it again, but... Really? Yeah, and I, I wouldn't even... Like, I'm embarrassed to say it out loud, but...
0: Mm. I mean, I, I, by all means, everybody has a right to their own opinion. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't mind it.
1: No, I'm sure my opinion's wrong. Like, I've definitely, it's definitely crossed my mind. I mean... Not, but I just... I wasn't... Obs- like, I don't know. What, what
0: defines a good burger for you is what would answer this question.
1: The consistency... Um... It was a little soggy. It was, really? like, like, slippery. Yeah. It felt like I was eating rubber for a second. Yeah. They're, but yeah. I could have just had a bad batch.
0: Possibly. I mean, they're burger-style, Mississippi-style burger, I mm-hmm. think. So, like, it's more of a sloppier-style yeah, burger. Yeah, it was
1: sloppy all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. But their milkshakes are good. Did you have a milkshake?
1: No, I didn't. But I need to go back and get a milkshake because I love milkshakes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a definite place you need to retry and if you don't like it no big deal like there are other places that are delicious there's double dogs there are a lot of good places oh yeah i need
1: to go there
0: yeah well lucy this is the end of the podcast oh
1: my gosh
0: we've been on a journey it's been been a wild voyage a voyage a wild ride
1: little maze
0: and after like an hour and 15-ish minutes. Yeah, I
1: should go eat some pasta.
0: There you go. Get something to eat. Well, thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. This was special. (laughs) Yes, very, very special.
0: So, uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to leave in the description all of Lucy's contact stuff for social media and a link to her new song that she just put out. And if you would like to donate, uh, it would mean the world to her and others that have some sort of connection to this. Yeah.
1: Like, and
0: uh, and how much have you raised already?
1: Um, $3,000. Holy yeah. cow. And it's, well, it's really cool to me because, one, I didn't think that anybody was going to donate. I mean, like a few, like my my family. <laughs> right, yeah. But, um, and two, a lot of people individually donated between, like, I mean, there were some people that donated an absurd amount of money, which I'm so grateful for. But most people like me who are broke college students donate, like, from $1 to $10, which... Still, every penny goes a long way, but to me, that is a crazy amount of money that I somehow raised because solely a lot of my demographic was like broke college students. So anyone who donated, thank you from the bottom of my heart because I know that we're all balling on a budget, yeah, and I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah. Thank
0: you. There you go. She said it best. Everybody, thank you for listening to the Nick Frazier podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. And follow for more on social medias, on Instagram, where else. And uh, we'll see you guys. Peace. Peace.